Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35-bag umbrella and all that thing there, Keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Disunomics podcast. Make sure when you're tweeting or enjoying the podcast, you give us, when I say us, I mean myself and my, my sound genius, Andre, shout out Andre, a shout out with a hashtag on Twitter or just repost it in your Instagram or whatever, that would be very, very lovely of you. But this week, we are talking glitz and glamour. We're going into the high life. We're looking at luxury and we're looking at the economics of the status symbol. And a status symbol is a simply a possession that is taken to, taken to indicate a person's wealth or high social or professional status. So if you have certain items, you people tend to assume that you have a high social or professional status or just wealthy do you know what i'm saying and we're looking at looking at two different types to give it a more balanced view which both both genders can relate to so the first half i'm going to be talking about the high-end bags so mainly hermes bags i'm going to talk about chanel as well um and a lot of information that i got i did of course in my own research but when especially when it came to hermes I have to give a big shout out to Melissa, aka Mel's Wardrobe. Make sure you follow her on IG, the most elite page. She does her thing, high fashion. I can't speak her praises enough. So she knows her, she knows her stuff. Amazing content. Lovely girl. Make sure you check her out. Yeah. In the second half, I was on the I was on the phone to my boy Manic. He is a lover of jewelry, especially men's watches. He will tell you himself he's not a watch purist, so don't come to him with like, oh my God, he didn't talk about the hypergalactic movement and all that type of stuff. No, 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 no. He likes nice things. He likes, just like myself. That's why we click. My dog, he for more than 10 years. So, first of all, we're going to talk about the bags. As we've seen in, when I say as we've seen, I'm talking about pop culture, we've seen in the, not in the news, like on social media, a lot of hype. Uh, for example, um, Cardi B and Offset, Two very famous um, rappers, they're married. They bought their beautiful daughter, Culture, a Birkin bag, I think like a second birthday. 
And this became a big debate, which made no sense to me because they could do what they want, their money, and it's actually an investment piece. We're going to talk about that later. And then I think um, Quavo, another rapper from the same group, actually, the Migos, he bought his girlfriend. I'm assuming they're still, I'm not sure if, they're, if she's a fiance or wife, but I'll, I'll play it safe for girlfriend for now. Sweetie, another rapper, two Birkin bags for her birthday. <laughs> and she did the splits. So it was a really funny video. And obviously, Cardi B, again, she bought a Birkin for herself. And she wore it on her head, which I find hilarious. But it became a topic of discussion. And people were like, oh my God, I would hate for my man to buy me a Birkin. I'd rather him buy me stocks. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to talk about that, give people information. That's what Dysonomics does. And it gives you an insight to economics, investment, fashion, human psychology, all in one. So we're going to hit off with Birkin. So first things first. Birkin is a style of bag from which is produced by Hermes. So they are a fashion um, brand from um, France. But what we don't know, there's, it's not just Birkin. There's three really high-valued pieces. You've got the Birkin bag, the Kelly bag, and the Constance. See me and my untrained eye, the Birkin and the Kelly look pretty similar to me. The Constance is the one that looks a bit different. So the Constance is like similar to the, the Chanel the, the popular Chanel bag because it's, it's a flat bag but at the bottom it's got like the the H the H buckle like I remember the man they were rocking the Hermes belts yeah so similar to that I'm going to post pictures on my IG and stuff so I actually think this, this bag is pretty wavy personally and from just a quick Google you see they can re they are retailing um, second hand for about 11 to 15 bags that's the um, that's the that's the Constance the Kelly boy I'm seeing 17 16 72 depending on on so many different things which I want to get into. So, what um, Mel stressed to me is, is that there's so many myths. First of all, um, the fact that you had to be on a list to get a bag, da, 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 that got abolished time ago, so forget that. Um, there's, there's no set way to be offered a bag. And it's mad. To, essentially, you have to be offered the bag. Um, <laughs> it's mad because you're, we're thinking we're used to going to the shops just to buy whatever we want I think maybe people into trainers or the men and women are into, into, into sneakers you may have a slight more insight to this for when it comes to stuff like if you want to get the latest pair of Yeezys or an off-white and night collab or certain collabs you have to enter a raffle so you, essentially you're winning the chance to buy a bag here there's no raffle thing is you just hope that <laughs> it's you that gets selected so there's no, there is no guaranteed or set strategy to get a bag. There's so many different different ways. One thing that was stressed to me was you have to build a relationship with a sales a sales um, assistant or associate because when it's time, oh, when they get something in stock, they may hit you up like, yo, listen, you got 30 minutes, bro. I got this. What are you telling me? You get, um, you might not even get the colour you want. So, for example, let's say you want a green Birkin bag, yeah? Um, I think, I can't remember the levers, I have to look at my notes. But let's say you want a standard lever, green Birkin bag. Ayodisu, who works at the Hermes store in Knightsbridge, calls you up like, yo, this is Lissler. Yo, we've got a, we've got a pink um, Birkin. It's not the same lever you want. Duh, 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 duh. If you don't accept that, they may never call you again because... Best believe somebody else will. It's 
very, very unlikely that you'll be able to walk into a Birkin store and get a, I mean, walk into an Hermes store and get a Birkin bag or a Kelly or a Constance. It just, it just doesn't work like that. And money doesn't mean anything. Like, a lot of the rappers, the influencers or whatever we see that have these bags, didn't just bop into Hermes on a Wednesday and grab them. No, they had to go via re resellers, personal shoppers, because it's very, very difficult to get in store. Hermes don't give a rat's ass how much money you have. Because trust me, their main clients have probably have more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So even rappers who are multi, multi-millionaires, it's not easy for them not to go through personal shoppers. So for example, um, a bag could retail for about seven, seven, seven thousand eight hundred pounds in the store. But on the resale market, which is your best chance of getting one, probably double. Probably looking at 14, 15, especially if you keep it in good condition. Most people get it from resellers, they could charge you double. So for example, like a standard, which was described to me as the as the basic bitch bag. So that's a 35 Togo, Togo bag, it's a typical leather. Boom. And it's non-seasonal, non-seasonal colour. That's about eight grand. But it can resell for 12 to 13. That's mad. The reason why Hermes move mad like this is because they don't want their bags to be too common. They want to maintain that, that class about it, that exclusivity. And that's the thing with certain status symbols, some are phases. For example, there was a phase when Von Dutch was the inting. There was a phase when True Religion was the inting. There was a phase where Ed Hardy was the inting. If you look years later, they're not. But certain class, certain brands maintain that. So in the bag industry, especially Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Hermes, they are, they are, they maintain that stat symbol regardless. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and certain Birkins can go up and up and up and up in price. For example, a Himalayan Birkin with diamonds, three hundred and thirty thousand straight. Three hundred and thirty. Thousand, three hundred and thirty thousand. You can legit buy a house <laughs> with that bag. And for some people, it's calm. And a Himalayan Birkin, remember that's retail. Resell, it could be a million pounds, or dollars, or euros. Also, there's all different types of levers as well. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. There's different types of levers. So the more, the better the lever, of course, the more valuable that Birkin is. And also, of course, the increase in resale value because of the lever. Also, like, what's mad is that it's quite hard to build relationships with sell, with um, SA sales advisors or sales assistants. I'll just call them SAs so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because they don't tend to stay there a lot, long times because they tend to get they tend to let be let go because they get bribes. For example, if I know, if I've got a sales, let's, let's say um, my sales advisor, my SA friend is called um, Chantel. I'll be like, yo, Chantel, listen, if you could pattern me a 35 to Togo bag. Yeah, okay, how much is it? Well, eight bags, yeah? I say no more. I'll give you three, three, three bags extra just to guarantee the thing. Of course, for Chantel, it makes sense. Like, I'm making three grand from just sending you this bag. Three grand just from sending you this bag to literally doing my job. But obviously, Hermes uh, do not want their stuff being resold. They want it, they want to control 
their clientele and keep exclusivity of their product and you're making money off them no so if you if they find you doing that you will get fired also um one thing that Mel also told me that even Birkin bags that aren't in great condition, even ones that are broke down, beat up, they still retail for five to six grand. And that's the power of the exclusivity, the power of a status symbol, that people are still willing to spend five or six grand on a bag that is not in great condition because of the power of the status it gives you. Like, Yo, I've got a Birkin. You, you know like that? Also, another thing, every time you buy a Birkin, you have to give your passport. <laughs> you have to, and it has a serial number just in case something happens to it. Like, it's a serious process. Like, and really and truly, you should only be getting two Birkins a year. Like, it is a mad process. Like, it's crazy. Like, you're probably more likely to get a Birkin from the flagship stores in Paris than you are probably here. And what, what people do here is that they keep applying, 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 applying to get a get one because you've got to drop a hop on a Eurostar quick flight to go get it there because it's a lot harder to get here. Also, in terms of the investment value, so with the debates on, oh, this doesn't make sense, you might as well get stocks and shares, then I'd rather my man get stocks and shares and get me a Birkin. Listen, your man ain't getting you either, so allow it. <laughs> Do you know that? Like, I just hate those comments. It's just really annoying. Like, okay, if you're not interested in the Birkin bag, call, but you don't have to be shady about it. Like, allow it. But um, some of these staples, some of these status symbols can be investment pieces. Whereas they can appreciate potentially in value. With these bags, they'll definitely hold value very well. But also just because just because uh, just because you hear oh, um, a Hermes bag is an investment, don't mean that every single piece will appreciate over time and give you the same amount of returns. You have to be very smart with it. Like, for example, yeah. For example, it doesn't make sense, yeah. It does not make sense buying a Birkin and think it's going to go up in value exponentially if you're not buying it one at store store price or if it's not a rare one for example let's say like like for example as it's described the basic the basic bitch um 35 togo togo leather um, bag yeah if it's let's say it's eight bags in a store but you bought it from a reseller for 14 bags you're not going to be able to resell it for more than that it's unlikely so you're not going to it's not really an investment piece on it because you, you bought it at the the crazily marked up value if you bought it at retail then yeah you can shift it for a few more like for example when i was telling me one of our brothers got there's like a there's like a mini 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 um a mini bag i think i'm not sure if it's the kelly is it the kelly she said Oh yeah, mini Kelly bag. And retail is like, none of the mini bags that girls wear, they're quite wavy, like the really small things that could just about hold your phone and your lip gloss or whatever. She said it costs about 5,000, 5,000. Her friend was able to move it for 15,000. So that's a 300% increase in value. You see what I'm saying? It's mad. Like it tripled in value. So um, that's an, but then again, that's because it's a rare piece. Or like if you get something that's, um, a, like it was made for a particular season or like it was like a, just like a rare piece that's been discontinued because of the supply of that bag has gone down it's become more scarce and that will increase the value of price especially if the demand for it is high so those are some things like if you're thinking well one day maybe one day i'll be able to get on this vibe or you already have the money or close to it already you've got to be thinking that's only if you want it to be an investment piece 
if you just want to buy it as a bag to enjoy, have at it. But these pieces are something that shows you that you can actually enjoy, potentially enjoy an item. So your Hermes, your Hermes Birkin, your Hermes Constance, your Hermes Kelly bag, but you still are actually benefiting from potential increase in returns if you've made the right decision at first place and you've kept it in good condition. An example of um another example of this is like um of like a standard bag that's that that's pretty that holds pretty decently in value is like some some LV bags. For example, like the LV monogram bag, I remember that was like 400 pounds like five, six, seven years ago. Now it's like 700. Do you see what I'm saying? So imagine you bought that bag and kept it in good condition, you could resell it for a profit. It's quite likely. Um, so there's all different types. I've got Janatines and Epson noted down here. I can't remember what that is. <laughs> but yeah, you get the seasonal bags that become rare. And those are the bags that will likely increase in value. And that's why you see them sell by personal shoppers for almost double, if not triple. And also sometimes people get lucky, like if they like the look of you, for example, the person that sold my bread in their bag, they just walked into the store and the person and they I mean, I sold it to them. And then they made they made money on top, just like that. So and also, as I said, the relationship is important. They can because the demand is so high, they might hit you up. You might be at work. Like, yo, big man, I've got a bag here, I've got a Kelly, you got tight, you got 30 minutes, or boy, I can't guarantee it'll still be about. Remember, as I said, it doesn't matter the colour, you have to make a decision because you might not get that call again. So yeah, like, the Birkin game is deep. Like, it's not easy. It's not easy. And also, some also further information that, do you know that people, there's actually financial securities and the underlying asset is the Birkin bag. Like, you could essentially buy <laughs> shares into a Birkin bag. That's how mad it is. So, as I said, the brands, when it comes to bags, I tend to hold their value very well. Hermes, uh, Louis Vuitton, and um, Chanel. Speaking of Chanel, Chanel, boy, they they really hold their value pretty well. So if you're looking at Chanel and the big maxi jumbo quilted bag, that's a big bag. A couple of years ago, it was about five thousand. If you're looking at euros, dollars, pounds, whatever, now it's over seven thousand. So that shows like. If you bought that, you maintain a good value, you're going to be able to see, you're going to be able to sell it for near enough your value, if not more. Um, and even during, even, even during Corona, like people are still buying these bags. Like if you are known to be buying a lot from these stores, they, some of these luxury brands were offering their clients home deliveries because yo, you're making, you're spending tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands a year with us. Like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do you right. You feel me? Um, so now talking about Chanel. So if you look at the classic Chanel 2.55 bag, that's a staple. So if you do your Googles, I'm sure the girls them know it was launched in 1955. And, um, and it was, um, and in the 19, the 1980s, um, Carl, um, Lagerfeld, like a very, very, um, popular man in the fashion industry. When he took the helm, he added the double CC locks. And that's what gave it even more je ne sais quoi. You could tell I don't know much about bags. I'm just talking to it in the most manly type way. So this bag has been, been popular since the 50s, bro. So that's this is what you call a staple piece, like a timeless piece. You get Chanel is mostly known for their coated bags in lambskin or caviar leather. Imagine, I don't even know, but I don't even know what caviar is. I just know that they talk about it in movies when rich people eat. That's me, I'm a bush boy. I don't know much. Yeah. 
So if you look at medium jumbo Chanel flat bags that were selling that were selling back in the two thousands, they are still very very popular right now. They are still a status symbol. You get a Chanel jumbo flat bag cost about one thousand eight hundred eighty five dollars in two thousand and six. Yes, that's fourteen years ago. In two thousand and fifteen, five thousand seven hundred seventy dollars. In twenty twenty, seven thousand one hundred dollars. So in fourteen years they went from just under two grand to just over seven grand. So imagine you bought a bag in 2006, a, a, the, a, media, um, a Chanel Jumbo flat bag, and you kept it in pretty good condition. You're eating, eating good. But at worst, you're maintaining value. In terms of Chanel's, they're different to Birkins. Like you actually have to hold them a lot longer if you, if you care about resale value because they'll become special and usually... and and straight out of the gate they have a high price point so to to see any sort of return you have to get you have to hold it for some time it's not like um birkins where you can go into a store buy a birkin today and literally flip it the next day it's not quite like that so yeah that's it for the bag section i'm gonna hit up my boy manic or we're gonna talk about watches as a status symbol and the economics of them and yeah Stay tuned. Hi, it's MXM, and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's lit. So I'm joined by my guy, Manic. What are you telling me? You good? I'm good, man. I'm easy. I'm Gucci as always, man. <laughs> Bro, what can I say, man? I'm just grateful to be in good health. You get me? <laughs> yeah, trust me. Uh, cool. So I've known you for some time, and you've always been into watches. Like, you've been a big, mm. big fan of watches. So anytime I have a watch mm. question, I always come to you, man. In, prepar- in preparation for this pod, I'll ask you a bag of questions, but it actually just makes sense to have you on. So, um, yeah. what? how did you first get into watches? What was it that made you, like, get into watches? Watches? You want me to be, be very honest with you? Yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there that are watch purists. I understand that. They're watch collectors. They like watches. They like the way watches move and all that. With me, it wasn't so much that I just liked watches. I just liked how they looked, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and it was more, if I'm being very honest, it was more brand recognition, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, rah, oh crap, I'm wearing a Rolex. Yeah, yeah, this looks good. You know, it's like, it was like another piece of jewellery. Like, it's, yeah. instead of wearing a bracelet, I'm wearing a Rolex instead. That's how I see watches, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. It's like an accessory for me, a really nice accessory, you know. You know how women have their handbags and shoes? Yeah. <laughs> I have my watches. <laughs> you yeah, know what no, I'm saying? For real. So, yeah. You know, yeah, I've, I've always seen watches as men's jewellery, like men's staple jewellery. Of course. Yeah, so. Of course. So of course. What was the first um, luxury watch you got? The first luxury watch? Now, are we talking Swiss? Yeah. Or are we just talking, like... Are we just talking high street, like, you know, like no, Michael no, no. Kors and all that? No, are we talking actually no, the big no. boys? Yeah, yeah, the big boys. Big boys. Okay. It was still a Rolex. It was still a Rolex. Um, it was a Datejust 36 millimeter. Yeah. So that's the, I'd like to think of it as, mm, it's not quite entry level, but it, it's a bit, a little bit higher than entry level. But mm. I mean, it was a two-tone Datejust. So... It was the. It had the factory diamonds on the face as well, mm. and that set me back at the time just under. Just under five grand, at the time. That's, yeah, 
And um, I got that from Hatton Garden. Um, and what would you say would be like for a similar watch, like a similar in similar condition? What would you say is the going rate for that watch now? I'd say you're looking at similar watch here. Yeah? Yeah. Are we talking because I mean they factory diamonds, factory diamonds, thirty-six millimeter. You're talking. You're talking. Depending on the condition, if it's in really bad condition without the box and without the paperwork. You're looking at three grand, just under three grand. Yeah. You're getting it really cheap, you know. Mm. But if you want it at really good condition, with I mean, in a really good condition with the paperwork, you're looking at minimum starting three and a half to five grand, mm. maybe five and a half. I'd say, yeah, okay. yeah, for the date, just that that specific model, definitely. So, if you held yours technically mm-hmm. in good condition, you could have made a bit of a change on top if you sold it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. actually did. I actually did, yeah. Um, I actually sold mine at the time when I made, I think I bought it, I sold it for like a little bit more than what I actually got it for. And I didn't even have it for that long, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah, that's the thing about Rolex is they always, they will always hold their value. Granted, they're in good condition or in their enough good, con- the same condition that you got it in, you should have, there's a certain market value that it should go for. No one's really going to try and fleece you because people respect Rolexes in a sense where, okay, they know how much you spent on it and they're not really going to try and fleece you unless you're like a crackhead or something. You know what I'm trying to say? (laughs) Unless you need a quick sell now, like today, you know, even then you'll still get, you'll still get what it's worth. You know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah. Okay, cool. So when it comes to watches, you mentioned Swiss watches. So there's like three main household names. So you've got Rolex, Audemars, and Patek. I I feel like, even you, when I was speaking to you earlier, you mm-hmm. alluded to it that Patek is a Patek Philippe is a name that we started to hear more recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I mean, the thing about Pateks is that I mean, once upon a time they were seen as the therefore more for the watch purists, you mm. know. So I feel like rappers and pop culture have made it more recognizable. Mm. So why they're so expensive is that they're really for the watchman. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. There for the, those guys that you know, like when you come to the end of your sorry, when it come, when you come to the end of your watch collection, that's when you settle down and you're like, yes, I want a big Patek. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I want mm. a Patek Philippe. That's more of your granddad's watch. You know what I'm trying to say? That's yeah. what it was seen as back in the day before rappers made it really, really popular. So those I'd say with the movements, you know, the mechanisms inside the watch and whatnot, those I would say they're more for the watch purists. Of course, you're gonna get young guys like me and you mm. that <laughs> when we stumble into a bit of money yeah. we're buying it but we ain't hearing all that we're just buying it because it's way you know yeah that's what I'm saying <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say that what really and truly that, I'll, that change my Instagram name to, I'll change my Instagram <laughs> name to protect Pappy bro you crazy like we've got the same 24 hours we boy <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. we'll hit on um, Patek and Audemars. Um, mm-hmm. 
just when you talk about pop culture is so true and the theme of this podcast is to show the that the power of status symbols and when something becomes of course. A, when something becomes a status symbol how they of escalate course. in value and price but there's certain pieces that mm. will remain status symbols so earlier on the podcast i spoke about bags here mm-hmm. like obviously rolex um Audemars, uh protect will always be a status symbol but over the years remember when back in the days yeah so some of the listeners a bit younger than us won't remember mm. this remember when mark mm. jacob watches were the thing like man will bust yep. getting mad mark jacob watches and then Yep. And there was Brightlings, yep. and then there was yep. Hublots. So obviously, yeah. Hublots, Hublots are still a, it's still a very good watch, but I can't remember the last time I saw somebody wear, post, or talk about a Hublot. Let alone yeah. a Brightling. Brightling, yeah. bring on. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Course, course, course. Also, also, I mean, and Blake tried to, to, to banish Cartiers from the community. Okay, so, no, no, you see, you see the Cartier thing, Blade had me in my feelings because I've got, I've got Cartier yeah. upstairs still, like, I, I, no, I that still, like, is wavy, <laughs> yeah. No, okay, here's the thing about Cartier, yeah? Let me mm. tell you something about Cartier watches. Cartier, they're not watchmakers. Yeah. So this is where people get it mixed up. Cartier yeah. themselves, they're not watchmakers. They are jewelers mm. that happen to make watches. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. So watches aren't their bag. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, obviously, you've seen the Cartier bracelet that I got from them. Um, yeah. that, that's what you'd go to Cartier for. You know the the um the love bangle. You Wavy. know, you know that no, yeah. You know those those kind of bracelets there. Those subtle, understated pieces. Yeah. They are jewelers. Now, I I need to let me repeat this. Cartier are jewelers. You're not going to put Cartier in the that's like Mercedes making tracksuits, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They are jewelers and they just I think the watch thing was just like a little like a this is how I saw it. It was like a side thing. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? It's like a thing that they've just got there. Like, yeah, okay. Just as let me see, just as um what's uh like just as Gucci have watches, yeah. Cartier have watches. Are you with me? Yeah. So I felt like okay, cool. When I mean a, a lot of people that don't know their stuff they kind of saw, oh, yeah, Cartier, they're done out like, right. That's why you're not really... <laughs> that's why when you see the Cartier Santos 100, the, the diamond one, that's why they're not as expensive as its Rolex counterparts or its AP counterparts, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, uh, because they, like I said, again, they're just jewelers that make watches, you know what I'm trying to say? Uh, granted, some of their watches do actually have the Swiss automatic movement. Um, for those that don't know, the Swiss automatic movement is the movement where it glides, you know? So it doesn't tick, it just glides, it glides. I mean, granted, some some Swiss movements are smoother than others, but Cartier, they're pretty good at it, so it just... It's automatic movement, you know, so it glides. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing about Cartier. So I just had to clear that up mm. because it, it, it does annoy me when people people talk down on Cartier like they, they ain't big in this thing, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, I do think it's a bit cheeky if you don't even have yeah. a singular item. Like, you can't even say, mine can't, mine can't rock on a car. You don't have anything. Like, that's mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, mad cheeky. Yeah, that's wild, that's, wild, why, wild. that's why I don't talk about next man's car because right now I own zero. So I can't say, yo, <laughs> man, man, oh, man's driving a 15-page C-Class. Me, I'm driving the Invisible plates so C-classes are wavy the man said invisible plates you know the man said the leg of these bends do you know what I mean like when people just yeah, like yeah. What, what to me seem like really mm. good cars but people are trying to belittle that because they don't kind of have and that's where I think it comes from I think it's largely projection but obviously some people oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some people that do have can be snobbish on it like but I mm. hear you if you have then more power to you but if you don't have my friend Pim, I don't want to hear it. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Ayo, you know what, yeah? Don't even get me started on that because that, that's just a whole different podcast altogether, trust bro. Me. Trust me, we'll be here for like four hours, bro. Yeah, trust me. But, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, did, you, did, you, did, you, did you ever want a Brightling or a Hublot? Yeah, at one point, obviously, when those things those things were popular so long ago, mm. I, I was I was still a broke teenager. You know what I'm trying to say? So, them things were way out of my them things were way out of my. You know, I was in I was in school like when Aquamasters come out and everything. Yeah. I was in school, college. You know, maybe first year of uni. That's when them things were were popping. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, so, of course, I wanted one. I mean, I always want something that's popping. I mean, it's just natural human instinct. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Um, one thing now, if you're new to watches, um, one thing I have to reiterate with watches is that um, they're not all investments. Don't feel like you're gonna buy a Rolex and you're gonna sell it two <laughs> years later and <laughs> you're gonna double your money and everything. Don't get me wrong; some watches are like that, and they they their appreciation is crazy. You know what I'm trying to say? What generally, what what it is with watches, especially certain particular models on Rolexes, is that they um how can i put it only particular models appreciate with value the rule of thumb with rolexes is that they keep they they hold their value mm. they hold their value really well as long as you keep them in good condition and you keep the paperwork and the box intact they they are going to you're going to sell it for pretty much what you bought it for you know what i'm trying to say that's one thing now the factors that decide whether the piece is um it goes up in value is one where it's been discontinued. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a low supply. That's, yeah. that's yes. a low supply. So yeah, exactly, it's not like cars. You know, when certain models are discontinued, usually it means it means they're just not producing it because it's not popping. It's just yeah. dead. You know, I'm just no, yeah. no. <laughs> you know, certain times, you know, a thing is just discontinued, and for some weird reason, I don't know what it is. It's mm. a human mentality. Mm. There, there seems to be when something's discontinued, it's like people rush to it. You know, I think that mm. maybe there's value in scarcity. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, facts. So people, you know, what I'm saying, so people rush to it. You know, what I'm trying to say that's one thing. A lot of things is that um, if they're not making that much or they're not. You know, or if a watch is rare to find, like my cousin, he just recently bought the um, the two tone Skydweller that came out in two thousand and seventeen, um, and that was that was um that was worth from directly from Rolex, um, that was worth ten and a half grand when it came out. There was a waiting list. There was a waiting list to order that watch. Imagine they only called him like maybe three or four months ago. Like yo. The watch is here, in it. Like, <laughs> if your money's not ready, we're just gonna move on to the next person. Obviously, he was like, "Yo, yo, yo, wait, 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 like, yo, I got you." You know, mm. so he's bought it now. You know what I'm trying to say? But what I'm trying to say now is that same watch now he bought for ten and a half, even though he's shown his interest like three, four years ago. He's bought that now. That same watch is in Hatton Garden, second hand for fourteen grand. That's a mad thing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm trying a to say? So it really just depends. increase. Yeah, 40, yeah, yeah, 40%, yeah, yeah, 40% on yeah, your investment. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's and that's pre-owned. Are you deep in it? Fam? Yeah, that's yeah, pre-owned. not even bro, from the so, shop. Yeah, yeah bro, li- literally, fam. So it's it's interesting, you know, because it's an interesting argument, like because you know a lot of people when you look at the nature of of how much watches cost and how they hold their value really, really well, and sometimes even in some circumstances they increase in value. It's really interesting that a lot of people actually would rather finance their car than finance a watch. I've always found that... <laughs> just, you see it? Just, it's, the way it is, is when something is culture. Basically, it's a culture. So when things mm. are, are... When the masses say this is cool and this is not, mm. but people just need to... You just need to catch up. Like, if you're... Like, yeah. 
Finances, I'm not saying, but to me, either are perfect, both are perfectly fine, especially depending on your cash flow situation. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, paying, of course, of course. Paying certain amounts of money a month makes perfect mm. sense. That's why the majority of people that get like pretty, if you look at the newer models of cars, especially the higher end cars, most of them are on finance because yeah. it makes sense. But, oh, yeah, 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 of course. But when you're thinking about what's happening to your money and the value of that asset that you've just purchased or financed, yeah. One of them is going down every single day, whether you drive it or not, yeah? yeah? And the other one is, is, is holding its value or, in some cases, appreciating, yeah. depending on yeah. if you're lucky enough to get a particular model. So yeah, yeah. it's always weird to yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. I mean, okay, with me, with me personally, obviously, I'm just saying, let me just put this out there in the universe, in the ozone, mm. I have never financed a watch in my life, you know? I think for me, more it's more about, I like the feeling of going in there and cashing out to buy the watch. I think that's all part of the experience for me. That's just me personally. Mm. But what I am saying is that I understand if someone was to finance a watch, it makes so much more. I mean, I thought about it the other day and I was like, it makes a lot more sense to actually get a watch on finance than Mm. to get a car on finance. However, one is looked down on, Mm. you know, like you're losing money on the car as soon as you drive out of the Mm. showroom. You know what I'm trying to say? Especially especially nowadays where a lot of shops are doing... Uh, 12, 12 months, no interest. So you can actually pay no interest and just cover it. You can literally, yeah. you're not even, so you're the same, let's say you're going to spend, drop 10 bags. Like, mm. Let's say you're like, for example, like your cousin, no, 14K, mm. sorry, for the sky, mm. two mm-hmm. let's say you've got, 40, yeah. you've got 14K sitting in your account mm. right now to play with. And it's still increasing. It's still going up, by yeah. the way. I reckon this time next year, that might be 16. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, you, can legit, you can legit pay, you can, let's say, drop a 6K deposit and pay the rest. Mm-hmm. You're still paying the same amount as everybody else. Mate, yeah, You're it just, makes a lot of yeah, sense. So, yeah, yeah. Think, so I, don't, I don't think people should laugh at people for financing watches or yeah, yeah. demonizing them. Like It doesn't really make sense to me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially how they hold their value and stuff. Um, another thing as well. Now, we need to, I mean, for those that don't know, bust down. Um, do you want to explain to your listeners what yeah, bust yeah. down so, means? So, so yeah, yeah, so bust down. So for those who don't know, and many of my listeners, they listen to rap music or drill or grime or whatever, <laughs> is a popular <laughs> it's a popular terminology for essentially, um, what's the, what's the, how should I describe it? Just kitting out your watch, should I say? Yeah, or yeah. Putting diamonds in it. Essentially, you're just putting diamonds. diamonds yeah, diamonds yeah, into whether, it. Yeah, diamonds into whether it be a bracelet, a ring... Mm-hmm. Um, a mm-hmm. chain, or but in this case, we're talking watches. So when you're seeing, yep. when you're on Instagram and you're seeing, I don't know, um, a rapper or or influencer or or just somebody you know with loads of diamonds in a particular item, mm. the, the, the term is bust down, and I prefer that term to yeah. any other term because it's just cool and that's our and that's our culture. So yeah. that that should <laughs> be the official, that should be the official term. Like I should be able to go yeah, to jewels yeah. and say, "Yo, what's the what's that? Yeah, we're gone." right okay cool cool so um as i was explained already that's what busting down is so a particular piece of jewelry that may be plain Mm. now you've added the diamonds in Mm. maybe there and then when once you've purchased it or at a later date after you've purchased it right okay so here's the thing about bust downs now right okay bust downs don't necessarily devalue your watch But you lose money on it. Okay, let me put it like this. So say, for example, you've bought a watch. I'm just going to use simple numbers for mm. argument's sake. Say, for example, you've bought a watch that's that's worth 10 grand, a Rolex that's worth 10 grand. Let's just call it a Rolex. Mm. And it has no diamonds in it. Now you have now taken it to a jeweler and you've spent another 10 grand 
adding diamonds into it. Now, all in all, you have spent 20 grand on the watch. Are you with me? Yeah. Are we following? Mm. All right, cool. Walk with me here now, yeah? <laughs> so, <laughs> don't leave me. Now you spent 20. <laughs> don't leave me. Don't leave me. <laughs> but listen, man. Um, so, right. Okay. We've, um, you spent 20 grand on that watch. Now, it looks the part. It looks amazing. Me, I'm, even me, myself, I like shiny things. I'm a sucker for a bust down as well. You know, it catches my eye and what yeah, you know I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but now, you, what you've done now, you've spent 20 grand. You've got 20 grand on your wrist. Looks pretty. Looks nice. Looks wavy in your videos. You know, cool. Now, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to if you wanted to sell that watch now, the jeweler is not respecting your diamonds that you've put inside it. Because the jeweler knows more than you that the fact that the diamonds themselves hold no intrinsic value, especially if they're the small, tiny um, diamonds that go inside the watch. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. What you've actually spent the majority of that, of that 10 grand to boss it down with is what you what that 10 grand has really gone to is the craftsmanship mm. and the labor the workmanship that's gone into putting the diamonds in because it's a really tedious job you know mm. <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say it's a really tedious job it's a really precise job you know what i'm trying to say it's not an easy job to just bust something down you know what i'm trying to say mm. so that's where majority of your money has come into you know the diamonds they ain't really worth that much you know what i'm trying to say so mm. it's like okay so the jeweler knows this in it so you cannot resell labor yeah, Does that well, make sense? Yeah. You cannot resell that thing, that 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 workmanship, that craftsmanship, and whatnot. You know what I'm trying to say. So it's like, mm. so one of cost has already been done. Exactly, exactly. You know what I'm trying to say. Don't get me wrong. The jeweler, it depends on the jeweler. Some jewelers will just will take it off your hands. They might give you. You look. Put it this way: you're losing money on it. Facts. You're mm. losing money on it. The jeweler might rate your thing and be like, "All right, look, listen, I'll give you. I just wanted the watch itself in it. So, say for example, the watch was ten grand. You spent." 10 grand busted out. Listen, I'm going to give you 12 grand in it. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, That's if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it depends on what, you know, how he's done it, but I'm just I'm just giving you rough numbers in it. I mean, if you're lucky, you can, he can give you 15. Mm. Knowing full well that, all right, cool, I'm going to, like, I know another bozo's going to come and I'm going to sell this to him for 18 or 20. Okay, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it, you get Because, I mean, but if it was a thing that he knew he couldn't move, he's not even giving you that 12, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Because, he, you, know, you know what I'm trying to say? But he knows someone's going to want it because it's a bust down. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know? All right, cool. And that's another thing. Sometimes if you're going to get a bust down, me personally, I wouldn't advise you getting a watch, then busting it down later on. It's too much money. It's just too much. It, you would lose so much money on it that's my humble opinion on this what i would say is go on the market get a pre-owned watch that's already been bust down you know what i'm trying to say because the jeweler understands that right listen i have i'm not the one that's put all the diamonds in this thing in it i'm just reselling it you know what i'm trying to say i've already ripped i've already bumped someone <laughs> i've already bumped someone i've already bought this off them for 12 grand i could still make money and sell this for 15 grand yeah you know what i'm trying to say the guy that's really lost out is the guy that got it bust down originally for Thanks. 20, you know, that spent the 20 grand. Are you, are you, are you following me on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you yeah, make perfect sense? All right, all right, cool, cool. Right, okay, cool. So let me use another example, bro. Listen, you, you see this life, bro. I'm, I'm talking strictly from experiences, fam. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, obviously, you know, me and you were really close friends. Mm. You know, at one point, I hit a really hard time yeah. in my life and everything. And I was selling a lot of my things, a lot of my jewelry and everything. You know what I'm trying to say? So, what I realized about the things that I sold, when shit got real, what I realized about most of the things that I actually sold were that the things that held the most value was the Rolex, mm -hmm. the Rolexes, the plain Rolexes, 
the plain ones, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? And um and the Cubans, you know, because they were just the gold Cubans, because they were just solid gold, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So now the bust down Cuban, even though that cost the most, that you know the Cuban thing with all the diamonds in yeah, it. Yeah, beautiful. Even though that cost the most, yeah, bro. You know, even though that cost the most, I got the least money back for that. Mad. Because you see it, <laughs> you see Mad. it, a fraction of the price, bro. I was upset, you know. <laughs> so, so I was like, yo, listen, I'm not even going to sell it. That's how bad it was. So I was like, right, listen, I'm just going to hold on to this, you know. Because mm. now jewelers are looking at it like, okay, we're offering you the scrap gold price for that. Yeah, okay, cool. You, your Cuban chain, it weighs about a quarter of a kilo. That's 250 grams worth mm. of 18 karat gold and all that stuff. Cool. Even though you put all these extra diamonds on it, we are only going to get all the gold. We're not gonna we're not gonna buy it off you as jewelry. We are going to take the gold from it and melt it down. Wow. You don't give a shit about the time. So, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, bro, bro, are you listening? The only times, yeah, the only times diamonds kind of mean a thing, mean anything, is when you come into engagement rings. Mm. And it depends on the cut and the clarity of the diamonds. You know mm. what I'm trying to say? So when the diamonds are really when it's a big diamond, you know what I'm saying? So that that's when it's like, okay cool this this starts to this starts to make sense you know and even then bro like even with engagement rings i do not think they i don't think they hold their value like that but anyway that's not really my bag in it mm. so that might be mm. that might be for someone else in it but i from what i know about jewelry i don't think you're getting back the same returns on engagement rings if you were to sell you know what i'm saying yeah. so um you you will lose out on that as well um so that's that with diamonds and busting down watches. So what I would say is that plain chain pieces. Now, what we did say was that, so we spoke about bust down watches. Mm. Now, what I've just described to you, when a jeweler puts in diamonds inside a watch and he doesn't work for Rolex, he's not with Rolex, he's just a third party jeweler. That's that's what you call aftermarket diamonds. So mm. that's what the industry refers to as aftermarket diamonds. Are you with me, bro? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, cool. So now, on the flip side now, we got the mad thing on the other side, which are called factory set diamonds. Mm. So these are the official diamonds that Rolex put in. Blood. If you can get a bust down that Rolex themselves have put inside the watch, you, you with me? Yeah. That Rolex have actually put those down. The prices are different. They're just strange, bro. Like <laughs> you're you're talking, you know what I'm trying to say? You're bro, the, that's that's when it's different. That's when they have to rate your thing. Those are factory diamonds. You mm. can go inside a, a jeweler and be like, bro, listen, I've got a bust down thing, but these are factory, these are Rolex diamonds, bro. Like, you know, so you have to respect my thing. <laughs> okay. You so know what I'm trying to say. So yeah. that's when okay, that's when factory diamonds mean a lot more, you know. That's the only time bust downs mean something. You know, in terms of resale value and investment. Okay, so for example, so yeah, so is there? I'm not sure if you know this, but um, this is a question I thought. Is there? So from from what I've seen, the factory mm. diamonds tend to come all around the dial. If that makes sense, is there mm. any? Do Rolex do anything different than that? I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me. Yeah. And this don't quote me on this but i do think I, i'm not sure i'm not sure but i think bust downs do it i know patek and ap's have factory bust downs that are just have the diamonds all over mm. um i think rolex do have it all over as well bro i ain't gonna lie fam that was out of my price range yeah, so I, that, was that, my <laughs> I wasn't even in tune for all that stuff like <laughs> you know but um but yeah but i do know they they must exist i know i know patek and ap's have them, I believe, but do not quote me on this. Like, I'm really scared of saying stuff that I'm not sure of. Yeah, of course, yeah. Well, <laughs> everything I've said, I'm pretty much sure of it, more or less. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I know these these things do exist. 
You yeah, know, so I, want, um, I wanted to talk to you about some of the watches that, from my research, I've seen that are quite popular and I tend to hold yeah. very well, if not appreciate in, vi- in value. So some <clears> of the things I was looking at was um, like a rare model with su- subtle differences. For example, I was reading up on the Rolex Red Submarino, and yeah, yeah. and it, which is a standard Submarino, but it has Submarino lettering in red instead of white. And because mm-hmm. of this, like of this, like you know, um, particular difference, the resale mm-hmm. value is completely different. To other yeah. watches, and, yeah, yeah. and one watch that I actually really like here, yeah, but it's at the moment is extremely out of my price range. But God will provide is um, <laughs> is the Rolex Daytona. Yeah, oh, lovely, beautiful watch, beautiful oh. watch. Yeah, very, very lovely watch. That's like a, a sports watch in it. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful watch. Yeah, um, that they they are really sought after as well, especially the stainless steel ones. Yeah. I've noticed with most Swiss watches, the, the current trend now are the stainless steel watches. So if you have a stainless steel Swiss watch, they're more than likely going to go up in value Mm. for some really bizarre reason. It's just speculation. It's like the stock market. For some reason, it's like everyone's jumping on one stock, then the the value, it's like demand and supply. It's like the sneaker game. You know what I'm trying to say? There's no explanation behind it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I think that, yeah, 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 literally, you know. So me personally, I'm not a fan of pure stainless steel watches. Me, because I like all my jewellery to match, you know, and I've I've got like yellow gold, so I like, two-tone or you know white gold or you know what i'm saying so mm. i don't like to you know i wouldn't really wear a stainless steel watch personally than wear like a gold chain or something it's, yeah. i think it's just a bit too chaotic you know yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> for me you know what i'm trying yeah, to say you can't I just pick one like, or the yeah. other bro you can't yeah yeah you got to pick a side to yeah. stay there you get me um <laughs> but yeah no but yeah but um stainless steel watches those are that's what's in right now, you know. So if you're looking for investment pieces, purely for investment pieces, then yeah, I'd say go for that. But that's the thing, like it's a trend for all you know, by the time you've got your money, you bought buy a stainless steel watch now, all of a sudden rose gold's in, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, or yellow gold. So it's mad, you know. Um, one thing as well, with people looking to get into watches, beware of I'm not sure if I've already said this, um, correct me if I'm repeating myself. Be rare, beware of trends that just come out of nowhere. Like we've mentioned before, that we had the Breitling trend, mm, yeah. you know, that came out of nowhere. And people were spending, I remember basketball players were spending 100 bags busting down their thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Now they're trying to sell it on and it's like, yo, the jeweler doesn't, you know, their things are worth like three bags. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? You know what I'm saying? It's mad. It's mad, fam. Like, bro, the game's mad. So what you want to be aware of is trends that come out of nowhere. Like, because, not even nowhere, but it's like, okay, like, remember when Jay-Z said, new watch, new watch alert, Hublot. Mm. And everyone went mad over Hublots, you know. Mm. And Hublots were going for 20, 30 bags and Hublots were the thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Now, if you bought your Hublot in that era, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? And you're trying to put it on, you, get, you get what I'm trying to say now? Yeah, you're, not, you're not getting AP, AP prices. I mean, I, they're quite nice looking watches. I, you know I, 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 I don't like Hublots. I actually really yeah, like Listen, I don't know what's going on in the watch world. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? I'm sure the watch world is a completely different ball game. You know, mm. I'm not part of that world, you know, but mm. I'm part of... I'm I'm in tune with pop culture. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? I like what's cool. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? So yeah. I know there's the watch connoisseurs out there that are underground that are like, rah, Hublots are still the hardest. You know there's certain people yeah. that are like, rah, this rapper's still the hardest rapper, but he's not in the charts. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. That, that's probably what it is with Hublot as well. But from what I see, yeah, it's it's not that in it. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? So, so yeah, so what you want to be wary of is trends. For all you know, a rapper might just mention a banging watch tomorrow and it might shoot up in price. Yeah. Like they're going for 50 bags, this and that, this and now, that. For example, like Richard Millie's the latest trend. Not to say, I'm not to say that this is going to be a mm-hmm. trend piece. I don't know much about Richard Millie's, but mm-hmm. when, when, when obviously, when Meek and Drake 
started to talk about Richard Millie's a lot more future. I started talking about Richard Millie's a lot yeah, more. Yeah, then you start, yeah. Now yeah. I'm starting to see more and more rappers. I'm seeing a couple of men from ENDS mm. now get involved. Not to say that they don't... I, want, I, I have done my research, so I don't know if they hold value or not. But mm. it's something... I, like, me personally, as somebody who's, like, just getting into watches, I obviously, I always go to you, Ox. I know <laughs> what I like. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I like I like Rolexes in it, so I know yeah, if I buy yeah. Rolexes, even if it wasn't like the, the hottest thing, even the Rolex will mm, always mm, be hot mm. because it's a staple, it's timeless. Yeah, yeah, it's a timeless yeah, piece. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or it, there's a certain Hublot. That's one Hublot I'm gonna show you after. I like in it, and if I buy it, yeah. I don't even care that's not popular anymore. I mm, like mm, the watch. Mm. Our watch is banging, but I, yeah. I want people to be wary that if you're thinking about saving up to grab a watch, you got the money there. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, yeah. Try not to jump on a trend. Yes, unless, exactly. Because it's going to burn you when it's mm, not popping mm. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Listen, I'm, I'm sure a majority of people listening will will just literally just like a watch because they're not even trying to resell it. So by all yeah. means, you've got the bread, bust down your thing. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. By all means, buy the Richard Millie or buy the this and that. You're not really trying to resell it. You know what I'm trying mm. to say? So it's cool. It, 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 that's, that's cool. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, uh, even me sometimes, it's like, I'll buy watches because I like it. I'll just like wearing it. You know, mm. it's not like I'm really trying to resell it. I yeah, mean, fast. it's nice to keep certain things as a as a nice family heirloom. To yeah, pass well. down to your son or your daughters. You know what I'm trying to say? Or mm. give it to your daughter on a wedding day. You know, little things like that. Or your yeah. little son-in-law, you know, you know, you know, so certain things. So you'd want something that's still going to be timeless, especially if you're spending that much money. But listen, if you've got money coming out your asshole, by all means, man, like you, you do, you do what you like. Mm. It? No one's going to force you to do anything. Obviously, now the watch thing. Obviously, if we're talking about aesthetics, everything's really entirely subjective. You know, what I'm trying mm. to say, me personally, Richard Millie's. They're, they're spicy aquamasters to me. Look like, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> but I said peri, 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 peri aquamaster. Bro, trust me, fam. You know what I'm trying to say? Looks-wise. But maybe maybe I'm talking like this because I haven't got Richard Millie money yet. You know what I'm trying to say? Maybe when I've got that kind of money, I'm going to be more in tune to it. You know, I'm going to be like, oh, I like that. You know, there's certain people, like to pe normal people like us, fam, caviar tastes disgusting. Yeah. You know, oysters taste disgusting. But fam, when man's in certain time, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, oh, I, I, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, this, this shit slap. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Right now, it, it, it's hot wings. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you, but you get what I'm trying to say. So obviously, I don't, I don't want this one now to age terribly because God willing, I stumble into some money and you see me wearing a Richard Millie. Mind your I'll business. say when. I'll say when. Yeah, I said it. And then I'll what? Where's your own? <laughs> but yeah, again, again, obviously, I'm not saying Richard Millie is a trend. Mm. But I have noticed, like, oh shit, people are buying Richard Millie's for north of eighty grand and mm. hundred and forty grand and all that stuff. It's like, okay, I haven't seen enough of these. I'm pretty sure. Remember, the watch connoisseurs, the watch purists, will know more about this than I would in it. So they mm. probably might have been around for years. You know what I'm trying to say? But I haven't seen enough of this to see whether this has stood the test of time. This mm. could go in the Aquamaster direction. This could go in the Breitling direction. You yeah, know what word. I'm trying to say, or the Hublot direction. You know. So me personally, yeah, I mean, it's nice, but. Yeah, if if I had a hundred grand and someone said spend a hundred grand on a watch, I'm still spending it on a staple piece like the, the well, big okay, three. That, that's 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 a good question. If you if, so, <laughs> if if somebody said, "Yo, here's a hundred bags," yeah, mm -hmm. you have to spend it on a watch. So, one mm -hmm. question: Would you go straight to store and get like mm -hmm. a Rolex, AP, whatever, or would you go to Hatton and do something else? Like, what, what would you do? Mm, naturally, I'd go. I'd go straight to the store. I'd go straight to the store. If a hundred grand, a hundred grand, man, because you're getting the factory diamonds, you're mm. getting the, because I'd, I'd want a piece that, that would be on the waiting list. I'd have to be on the waiting list for, mm. you know what I'm trying to say? So, you know, so I, I would, I would buy something straight from the, you know, 
a piece that's really rare. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there is one piece that I really like. Like, if I had, I think they're going for like 90 grand now. And so, you know, the Daytona with the rainbow face, with the rainbow diamonds all over it. Every time I think that's about it. six nine. Yeah. Oh, bro, that is, oh, oh, shift kiss. That is, that is, that is a beautiful watch. You know, it's just pretty, you know? Um, yeah. I'd go for something like that, but they are extremely rare, my guy. They are so rare. Like, even if you've got your money, you're not even guaranteed to even get it for that price. You know? <laughs> trying to say, so it's like your money just might not be good enough sometimes, you know? Mm. Um, you know, I'm guessing it's going to be like some of these Birkin bags. There's waiting lists for it. Yep. Um, yeah. So what else is there to know? Yeah, I was, I was trying to think. If I had 100 bags, I don't know. I, do you know what? Yeah. It might be the AP... Roy, um, mm. AP Gold, I think Royal. Hold on, let me Google it to make sure I got the right one. Hold on, got what the Royal Oak? Yeah, offshore, offshore. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely piece, yeah. lovely piece, really nice watch. I don't bro. think I'll ever take it off, you know. Yeah, bro, I don't blame you, fam. Yeah, man, man, I tattoo that to me. It'll be like a tattoo, bro. Get it transplanted into your wrist. Even if you want to rob me, you're gonna have to saw my arm off. That's the only way you can wear it, bro. You have to wear it. You have to wear my arm like a bag. Yeah, no, no, that is that is a lovely watch. Yeah, beautiful watch. That that is a lovely watch. But I think like a lot of people are getting savvy to the whole bust down thing. A lot of people are getting more. Plain Jane. Into the plain Jane, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Because they are, they are elegant, you know, they are subtle, they're classy, you know, so, I mean... Do you know what? Yeah, what? man, I mean... I actually, on, I, actually, like, I actually only want a bust down just to say that I've had a bust down. Yeah, no, Literally, talk. that's real it. Talk. Just real say, talk. yo, man's, man's, had, man's had a bust down, but um, mm. I prefer, like, if I was on a bust down, I'll prefer it to be like a bracelet or a chain. Mm, but mm, watches, mm, yeah, I, I personally prefer... Um, playing Jane watches, but if you ever mm. see me for bust down, don't come and tell me this you. Yeah, of course, because <laughs> I'll diss you myself. <laughs> like <laughs> I'll diss you myself, bro. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I feel you, bro. Don't get me wrong. I see the appeal with bust downs in it. I see mm. the appeal with bust downs. I just feel like, bro, it's like getting a car, and you know, and you're you're kitting it out mm. with all this extra stuff. You know, like mm. you know, what I'm trying to say when when you're coming to sell it, it's not really that like you know what I'm trying to say like, yeah, it's, not like, it's not like houses say, like for example like yeah. for, I know for example I know you've personally I know you've done certain bits and pieces to your house mm, that mm, I know mm, mm, is going to increase the value of your house like, yeah yeah like, yeah listeners trust me drop in hella racks with a watch is not necessarily going to increase it like yeah 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 yeah, yeah definitely not definitely not I mean the best thing you can do for a watch just um obviously get it serviced um get it polished once in a while, maintain it, you know, keep it in good condition. That's the best thing you could possibly do for a watch. Um, I mean, unless, um, listen, unless you just want, you know, unless you just want to in it, like, you know what I'm trying to say, then don't throw the diamonds in. Me personally, I wouldn't do it. You know, I would advise you do it. If you must, buy one that's already been bust down. You know, Um, that way you're not losing ridiculous amounts of money, you know? Yeah, 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 that's it, man. That's it. Um, Listen, man, Anything else you want to ask me, and it's within my my knowledge pool. You know, I can I can kind of enlighten you on it. Yeah, I, I think that's it. You've given me literally all the information that I believe yeah. I, myself need and listeners need. You know me, I, I'm trying to get a watch this year, so I'm still gonna be pestering you, show yeah, watches yeah. every day. 
until yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the, yeah. I think, um, so for listeners, I don't know, because I said, oh, okay, I want to get a watch this year. Literally every day I'll send, I'll send manic watches and then he'll tell mm. me, yo, on it, so yo, yeah, this is nice, but da, 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 for this price and this, <laughs> nah, not this year, it'll have to be less than da, 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 da. So yeah, it, yeah, I actually yeah. find that quite helpful because it starts to, it starts to make me understand the market more. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like, I feel yeah. like I feel comfortable like that with trainers. Like I know somebody shows me trainers I'm like mm, for five. Mm, nah, I, I wouldn't yeah. do that. I'll have to go get. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's the level I want to yeah, be yeah, with. Yeah. With watching one day, of yeah, course, that yeah. requires a lot more money, a lot more work. But we get there. But bro, yeah. Thank but you. listen, one other thing. Yeah, one on, other thing, you. my yeah. bro. One other thing. One. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be pissed off that I'm saying this, but yeah, okay, cool. So we've had garden. Beware. In a sense that a lot of these men, essentially, let's call it what it is, they are all middlemen. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. They are all making drinks and everything. And that's understandable. That's how business works. Yeah. Like, you don't expect to, someone to provide a service and not make mm. their drink and everything. What you don't want to what you don't want to be is one of those people that's like, oh, it's a Rolex. And someone's selling you something that's 20 grand and that's that's worth 10 grand. And they're selling it to you for 20 or 25. You know mm. what I'm trying to say? That it's, mm. it's a bit ridiculous, you know? Because trust me, you see in Hatton Garden, it's, that place is a bit of a jungle. Like, if you do not know your <laughs> stuff, real talk, real talk. Sometimes, like, if you're completely new to this thing, just go to Rolex, innit? Because mm. if you do not know your stuff, sometimes, you know, depending on the jeweler, a man will just add on a stray 500 pound or two bags for nothing. Then you go to a next shop and you'll realize the thing's like way cheaper. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. Sometimes it's always, if you want to go into Hand Garden, I'd advise you look around, ask around, compare prices, do research on the actual model that you want before mm-hmm. you even go into Hatton Garden. Yeah. So you know that, like, right, this shouldn't cost more than this. So if I know this, remember like what you sent me? Yeah. And you know, they were, it was way overpriced. I was like, bro, I know for a fact this is three grand more expensive than it actually should be. You know, mm. what I'm trying to say, even at the maximum, it should be a, it should be three grand cheaper. You know, what I'm trying to say, mm. based on the year and the condition it's in and everything. So you have to be re- really, really, really careful. I would say, Google, do your Googles, mm. find out a rough bracket on how much something would cost. Because believe you me. It, it's not sweet out there, innit? Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. trying to say? It's not sweet out there. Yeah, man will want to make her? their drink. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. A lot of men will want to make their drink on you. You know what I'm trying to say? So make, so make sure you know, make sure you know what you're, what you're spending and, you know, what you want to buy and whatnot. And um, yeah, that's it. Once you do your research, no, no one can finish you because you know how much something costs. Okay, bro. Yeah. Been, yes, my guy. Thank you. This has been, been perfect. Do, <laughs> do, blessings, do, do, do you want me to give your socials or you want to? That oh to yeah, 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 yeah. Throw me out there, man. Yeah. Um, so my Twitter is free, as in the number three six, as in S I X manic. So free six manic. That's Twitter. Um, my Instagram the only manic, and that's pretty much it. You know. But yeah, man. If, yes. Listen, my brother, blessings, love and appreciation. I'm about to take the kids out. All right, cool. Have a <laughs> good yeah, day. Enjoy Cheers. the rest of your day, bro. Cheers, blessings, cool. Sports Social Podcast Network.